Uncertainty is actually a subtle red flag. If you constantly are feeling like uncertain in ways, you, even if you can't explain it, like lack of clarity that where if someone like leaves like kind of open loops or there's like this vagueness and if someone's leaving you uncertain all the time, that's not the vibe. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host, and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, I sit down with my friend Tessa Mack, who is a dating and mindset coach who is obsessed with helping people transform their lives, build confidence, and create meaningful relationships. Tessa studied philosophy for six years and earned her master's degree in philosophy of social sciences from the London School of Economics. In addition, she's a master practitioner in neurolinguistic programming, also known as NLP, and a certified breathwork practitioner. Since she began coaching, she's worked with more than 1,000 clients, lived in various continents, and completed more than 750 hours of training in different modalities. With her clients, Tessa helps them create their own customized approach to dating and relationships. She also empowers her clients to own who they are, overcome their limiting beliefs, conquer fears, and get clarity on what they want so that they can get it with zero compromise. In this episode, which we're going to split into two episodes, Tessa and I go in on so many things when it comes to dating um, and just like, oh, all the things. This is such a juicy episode. Be sure to watch part one and part two. All right. What's up everybody here with Tessa Mack. And I'm so fucking excited for this conversation. Like she and I have been jamming a bit, chatting, catching up before we hit record. And I'm just super excited to welcome you to the yeah, show. Every time we talk, so we, and, and it turns into this whole other thing. And then we're like, oh yeah, we have like a thing to do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, oh, we've chatted for like 20 minutes and maybe we should hit record. I don't know, or start recording. <laughs> and I was like, there's probably some good shit there. Exactly. But Thank you so much for being here. I know this is going to be such a juicy episode for everybody. So first things first with some rapid fire questions. What is something that you're grateful for right now? My friends. Hmm. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? Ooh, this is really random. It's just very out of character for me, but I really like Hailey Bieber's YouTube channel where she has a show in her bathroom. Like I'm not like into celebrities and like stuff like that, but I really like her bathroom show. (laughs) such a specific one I love it it's so uh, yeah it's just like unlike anything else I like look at yeah what is a random fact that most people may not know about you I have a shaman yes I love that if you weren't doing what you do now 
what kind of job or career would you have? Like, what's something that's always been like, oh, wow, that'd be so cool or so interesting or like in another life, I would do a this. Spy. A spy. Yo, I wanted to be like a CIA agent or something for a yeah, long time. Yeah, something where I get to do kind of the same, you know, like I get to learn about people and have a lot of interesting conversations and like have some sort of thrill for sure. I love that. What did you want to be when you were little? A car designer. Oh, I would like okay. drive cars with like flames and tell my mom that she needed to put flames on her car and like stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, so cool. like West Coast customs. Cool. I like almost convinced her once actually. <laughs> Got very Amazing. Are you still like into cars? Yeah. After I worked at Tesla, I got a little, like, as I sold cars for like two seconds a long time ago, and then I stopped being as interested. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like cars are fun when they're, yeah. I like driving them. Yes. I agree. And like, sometimes they're just like so sexy and all of that. My dream car is a DeLorean, like the old kind. All right. Nice. I know, but I want the old. I, yeah, I think so. From the past, the back to the past one. Yes, <laughs> I think I've seen people like have the OG ones and like design them or like as if it's from the movie, which is super fun. Like we see that kind of shit all the time in LA, right? Any weird talents or special skills? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think I might have some witchy skills that I'm just figuring yeah, out. Some- as we some were psychic t- yeah. abilities. What are some other special skills I have? Apparently, I'm a good dog whisperer, according to a dog the other night. According to a dog the other night. Yeah, I had like a connection with a dog, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wow, this is crazy!" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe I'm a dog whisperer now." <laughs> yeah. Well, and I would say too, like with the like psychic shit allows you to connect with yeah so many different kinds of beings, right? Animals included. Like energy reading is my new secret talent I guess it's not a secret but I'm sure I have a silly one too I am actually not that good at that many things I'm like really good at a couple things and the rest is just a disaster so maybe not <laughs> it's like it's good self-awareness <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it though stay in my life when's the last time that you cried oh yeah yeah I get it probably like yeah I'm sure it was yesterday what day of the week is it it was Tuesday uh, Thursday Tuesday <laughs> it was Girl, a good cry. I think it was, really, it was a really I'm meaningful like, special meet cry nice yeah, I think I may have cried a little bit today. I definitely cried yesterday and Tuesday. Yeah, there's a lot of crying lately. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what? I own it. I own it. I used to never. The last time you laughed so hard, you almost peed your pants. I feel like all the time, honestly. Good, good. Like, I'm just, I laugh and cry. I do, I have all the whole spectrum of emotions all the time. <laughs> As we should, right? <laughs> Makes life interesting. What's your favorite meal? Anything with like, delicious cheese and like melted bread and cheese like anything with like that stuff on it probably like yeah, yeah. basically like italian food or grilled cheese or cheeseburgers okay or like any of that shit. okay <laughs> anything but cheese. where's the next place that you want to travel to i'm really feeling paris i kind of want to like move mm. there for a few months, yeah i've been feeling like europe push right too yeah like i feel like so many people went there this summer like at least that i know or I, mean, I sure Instagram did or <laughs> yeah and i'm like so- what like everyone's going to freaking Europe. I want to, I want to. Every time I go to Europe, I'm like, cause I've lived in Europe a few times. I'm like, why don't I still live here? It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's beautiful. And I'm like, well, I don't have a passport, but you know, whatever. Oh. <laughs> all right. That is all of our rapid fire. And so as everybody knows, obviously like intro, all that kind of stuff, you are a dating expert and mindset 
mastery coach, and you work primarily with male clients when it comes to dating and not anymore, actually. Oh yeah. We've shifted. Yeah. Like I've been, the feminine energy has been coming through like strong recently. It's like, so now it's both. I love it. It's like my clients like choose me. I'm not like, oh, this is my avatar. It's like, it's yeah. just whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like the other Amazing. So from men and women, what would you say are some of the biggest frustrations you hear from people when it comes to dating? And even if specifically, because I would imagine your clients aren't all just in the LA area, right? But when I first, I mean, I've been living in LA like seven years, but became single in like spring 2020, which was really exciting because dating <laughs> during lockdown and everything. But I always used to hear it because I was married, as you know, but hear people complaining so much specifically about how hard it is to date in LA, like all this kind of stuff. But yeah, so I'd love to hear like some of the most common frustrations you hear from people when it comes to dating. Yeah. So guys and girls, I feel like their frustrations are things that they basically just don't know a lot about each other, make assumptions or like get, take things personally in ways that make them like not connect. And then they end up being lonely and sad. The other way, quick side fun one is I hear a lot of people complaining about dating in LA. Wait, did I say that right? People complaining about that other people complain about dating in LA, but I've never, I haven't directly heard it in a long time where I'm like this, like a story. It's so funny. Okay. Maybe it doesn't exist. Yeah. But if you want, I can also talk about like other stuff as well. And that's the whole thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, I have so many questions and we had several people submit and stuff like that. What would you say like are some of the biggest red flags when it comes to dating, whether it's for men or women and like big, like blatant red flags or even like subtle red flags too. Yes. I have the best red flag in the world that it's like, I don't know why it didn't occur to me before, but it's brilliant. Everyone should just listen to this without question. <laughs> no joke. It's like, it's the best. Okay. You're dating someone and they don't have at least one friend who is would not go on like a passionate rant about how much they love that person. Don't date them. Like, seriously, if they don't have at least one friend who would give a TED talk about their friendship, don't, just don't. Ooh. So how would you go about like finding that out? Yeah. So it's super easy. It's like, you can just be like, Hey, I'm like, tell me about your best friend and like, see how they feel too. Mm, It's like, if people aren't like obsessed with their friends, it's like, you can tell it's just, yeah. I mean, if they don't have something to happen, they're like, Oh yeah. Like I have, you know, no, it's like, you want like passion because it says a lot. Exactly. Because if those are like the most important people in your life who know you the best and they're like, not super jazzed about you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I kind of, I learned it in a really fun way too. I feel like you might enjoy. (laughs) I mean, I like my best friends and like, I've had a lot of good like epiphanies about them recently, but one of my best friends and I made a video for him about like, you know, he's looking for a soulmate and I'm offering like $10,000 to anyone who finds her. Yes. And so all these people are submitting their friends. And so it really occurred to me because like, you know, as his best friend, I'm like reading all these DMs of like girls, like talking or guys, like people submitting their friends and sometimes themselves too. But when it comes to the friends, like there's people who are like, you can tell they just like want the money or they're like, yeah, this person like seems to, you know, there's people who send paragraphs about their friend and like excruciating detail and like passion. And I'm like, that's who I want my friend to date. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have even thought that people are just going to submit to try and win the money, which obviously. Right. So it's like, you know, it really like, I feel safe, like knowing that 
my friend will go on a date with that person because of the way their friend described them. Ooh, so it's really, I like, it's been like a really interesting. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my questions. Cause I know I was telling you before we hit record about a, a new man that I'm seeing right now, who's like pretty incredible. I'm yeah, yeah I haven't asked one of a best friend, go find one. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know if he's found my podcast yet, but, or oh, actually this isn't obviously not even out yet. I'm like, this isn't, we are recording this. This hasn't happened yet. But yeah, like be curious, like, Hey, what would your best friend say about you? Like all that? Absolutely. Such a good question. Just add, just say like, like, do you have a best friend and just kind of like chill nonchalant and like see how they react. Cause like, yeah, it's like, if you ask me, it's like, yeah, it's like, I could talk about each of them for like hours, honestly. And it's like, cause it's so if, you know, I'm a social person. Like, you don't, I've lived all over the world. So I have a lot of friends. Like, I understand that. But like, if you have like, just like one, just one person, at least it doesn't have to be a friend. It could be a family member. Like, oh, my sister or my brother, you know, like somebody that you're have like a connection with, yeah. you know, they don't have that kind of connection with literally anybody. Don't date them. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's an indicator of like how you show up in relationship, right. With people. Yes. That's such a good one. Are there any like subtle red flags, like things that people wouldn't think, but then turn into like down the road, turn into like a big deal? It's like when you feel uncomfortable, it's feeling like you can't tell them something. Yeah. Although there is kind of this like, am I being anxious or is it like the energy coming from somewhere else? It's like someone who makes you feel comfortable. Like, I guess a good way to put it is like, instead of think like asking yourself, what version of me like does this person bring out on a date? Like, do I like who I am when I'm around this person? Am I more anxious than usual? Am I feel more comfortable? Like, yeah. How does this person make me feel about myself? Like not in like, Oh, like I feel so cool about myself, but like, do you like who you are around them? Because everyone, you know, you hang out with is kind of a reflection of you in some way. And if they bring out a version of you, that's like sabotage or like, they're always anxious or like kind of don't know what's going on uncertainty something like that uncertainty is actually a subtle red flag if you constantly are feeling like uncertain in ways you even if you can't explain it like lack of clarity that that's a good one where if someone like leaves like kind of open loops or there's like this vagueness and it is your responsibility also to get the clarity you want but also if someone's leaving you uncertain all the time that's not vibe absolutely completely agree with that and yeah that subtle uneasiness right like there's a difference between that like fun kind of flirty, like butterfly energy and the like, oh no, this is actually like, feels like butterflies, but it's actually anxiety or like you're scared about what to say. Like, oh, but if I say this wrong, like, or I shouldn't say that, right? Like, yeah, feeling restricted or kind of guarded, not a good sign. We don't feel, I think, especially as women, right? If we don't feel our nervous system, like relax with someone, that's a bad sign. Yeah. That's something with the guys I have worked with and work with. Like the thing that girls don't really, guys are, I would honestly say more nervous on average. Really? Like, yeah, my bills would have been paid the last decade if it weren't for that. Like, like guys (laughs) really care a lot. Yeah. They might not tell you because they're like conditioned. I guess that's the thing that girls really don't get about guys is like, they fucking care a lot even if they're shitty about showing it because they think that's how they have to do. And that's the whole thing. But if you're female, like dating a guy and you're like, why isn't he taking the lead or like the stuff that you do want, which is like totally like legit, just fucking like kind of make the first move about like him making the first move, like give him permission. 
Yes. What does that look like to give a man permission to step into that? You have like an experience. I feel like, you know, you're kind of like, kind of boss babe. Like, does that ever happen to you? Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I want a guy who can like claim me kind of thing. Oh, that's like exactly how I want a man to like step into his leadership to lead me. Right. Like I love that, like embodied masculine power. And so what I do, because when I'm dating or in the like, you know, apps or whatever, first connect with somebody, I don't like, cause I think some women too will be so easy to write men off for not like showing up exactly how they want when right it's like they can't read your fucking mind and also exactly and it's like well also you you prefer your imagination so than reality. yeah and like he didn't do this and he didn't do that okay well like gotcha and yes it'd be nice for a man to show up authentically Did you even tell him that's what you wanted exactly right <laughs> like it's like yeah of course we want them to show up exactly how we want without having to say anything and like did you communicate <laughs> Like all that. And if you've dropped hints and not like super vague bullshit, but if you've like, no, like not hints, like clear directions. Yeah. People like direction. I would love to see you soon. Right. Like that kind of stuff. Oh, like what did, you know, da, 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 or whatever. Like I would love you could to take it a step further and be like, yeah, I, it's important that I am, you know, like if we are to connect and stuff that when we make plans, it's very clear about the day and the time, like, you know, I am available like this week instead of soon, like, when yes like this weekend yes open loops is what you don't want no no uncertainty it's like you want certainty exactly being very clear not demanding not telling him what to do but from that very like feminine energy of like oh i love this i would love it if you if we like it feels so good when xyz right like and yeah if he like because i like if i'm using a dating app I like a man to ask for, like, if we have enough of like banter in the app, I want a man to ask for my number so we can get out of the app and like text, have a FaceTime, meet. Like, I want to like have all that within a week of connecting. If we're texting beyond a week, I lose interest, right? Like if we haven't met within a week of connecting, then I'm like, oh, I'm over it, right? Usually, right? And so, yeah. So being clear, like if he hasn't asked for my number and it's, I'm like, just like, let's get out of the fucking app. I don't want to text in that. Like, I'll say like, Hey, if just, you like, like, I'll do like, just send people my number. Like, let's get out of the app. Right. And then I'll say like, I would love to also do a FaceTime with you soon. If that works for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Cause I think sometimes like, women like will get that like, Oh, he didn't take the lead. Like alpha divine masculine, like empowered man. It's like, okay, like, sure. Maybe pay attention to that. See if that continues to show up. But also like, don't treat him like a child. You're going to punish if he fucks up. And then exactly. Basically like give people what they need to know in order to succeed. Like give them clear instructions. I I feel like this is like such an important thing that I have to, that's like something I talk about all the time. It's like, if you want something, you have to think about, you know, like, for example, like if someone wants to work with me, they're like, I want coaching. It's like, okay, cool. And because the thing is I want to help, right? We all do. That's the thing. People we all want to be good. People don't want to be bad people. Like even Hitler did not wake up in the morning and say like, I want to be a bad person today, even though he did a lot of shitty things. But if you asked him, he did not think he was being bad, you know? Right. So we want to do a good job. And so when someone like dumps something on us or a request or whatever, but then they don't give us clarity or parameters, then we get really overwhelmed and stressed because it's like, you want to do a good job, but you don't know how, especially if you don't know the person. And then the person gets mad at you for it and then triggers your trauma. And then it's like a whole thing. And then you never yes. work out. It's like, 
just give people what they need to know to succeed. That's it. And yes. then see how they deliver, you know, like give people an occasion to rise to. It's like actually give them the opportunity to show up in their white horse with the armor and do all the things like, and sometimes they might need a little permission and maybe, you know, you want someone more assertive, but like, I'm telling you, it's just people, guys just, they might need that like first step and just that clarity. And then if you yeah. behave in that way, they're going to start to behave in that way. It's like inspire people to be better communicators through your clarity. It's like everyone makes a little bit of yes, I love that. Like, yeah, playing games, like having these, like all that kind of stuff. And even for me, like I pay attention to how someone is naturally going to show up, of course. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, providing clarity, being really clear on like what my boundaries are, what I like, what feels good to me, how I like to date and all of that. And though I will say the thing, like, right. If you find yourself continuing to like, if I want a man to show up in his like assertive divine masculine energy. And I find that I'm the one who keeps leaning into that to make plans or like schedule things and all of that. And so I feel like I'm leaning into more pursuer energy Mm -hmm. too often. Then I'm like, Oh, okay. Like one, am I just consuming that space and not giving him an opportunity for it? Or is that just not how he shows up? Right. So that's that balance of like, okay, yeah. Give him permission, be clear, like say what you like, what you want, all that kind of stuff take the initiative from time to time and pay attention to how he shows up like, you know, as well. So yeah. Dating's fucking. It's like, sometimes we like blame other people for the fact that we're like energetically hoarding their space. Yes. And then we're like, why aren't you doing anything? (laughs) Yes. Do you have actually, before I ask this, like, what would you say are the most common mistakes that you see men making when it comes to dating. And then we'll say also with women, but we can start with men. That's actually a question that somebody submitted from Instagram is like, what are the most common mistakes that like good men, decent men, like good dateable male options? Like what are the biggest mistakes that you see them making? I'm like, I have such a long list. I'm like, mm, all right. I mean, let's hear it all. Literally like, Actually, yeah, I, one big one is they'll get in their head a lot about, because the thing is like that, you know, again, we all want to be good and do a good job. Right. And like the whole, so it's coming from a good intention, but I think I would say like, because they're so nervous, like between like the way the narrative and the media and society and like, you know, all the things and just like the culture is kind of like actually creating one that's, it's causing men to feel afraid to not do man things and like conquer and claim, which is actually super yeah. hot. And like, and then women, especially the like big energies, they're like mm-hmm. getting mad about it. And then it makes them more because like they don't want to be bad. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Like, I think we have such a lack of empowered, grounded, like divine masculine power yeah. and anything that, and even like healthy, beautiful masculine energy is being called toxic. Like any form of max- masculinity yeah. is being called toxic and stuff. So I don't think the world needs like less masculinity or patriarchy stuff. It's like, it's just healthy. Exactly. And like a lot of men don't have like the right role models or the community or the brotherhood and all this stuff. And like, they just don't know any better. And so, yeah, they'll get in their heads. They want to be good. As a result, they're not present. I'm women do that too. And then it's like, you're having a date where like two people who are actually somewhere else, you know, you're physically there. Yeah. And so what is presence really? Like, you know, everyone's like, I need to be more present. Like, how do I do that when I'm like, so blah, blah, blah. You have to understand it's like, 
until like the story your ego is telling you is less interesting than the thing in the world, it's not going to happen. But I have a really good selling point for presence that I feel like I don't hear often. So let me just sell it to you. Yes, please. <laughs> so pleasure comes from the five senses. Even if you have a sexy thought and you get pleasure from it, it's because you experience something in, your, in the world with your senses. So it's like, in order to experience pleasure in life, you have to be there and, you know, love, gratitude, not just like sexy pleasure, like all kinds of pleasure. And so if you actually want to enjoy the day and have an experience, you need to like understand that your head, your thoughts are not going to give it to you. You know, it's like, if you want to enjoy your life, you should actually be there for it. Mm -hmm. And people have this, it comes from some sort of belief that's like, for some reason, it's like scarier to be out there than in here. But the thing is, that's actually the danger. It's like the danger you feel when you're stuck in your head is actually you being dangerous. Yes. Yes. Yourself. That's when you lose yourself and fuck yourself over and without your control. It's about like yeah. having control over your shadow side and all of that stuff. And like learning okay. how to tame the body, so to speak. Yeah. So getting out of your head for both men and women. What else? What other common mistakes you see? It's kind of in the same line where it's like, because we want to be good and we are doing all of that. We like forget to have like an opinion about the other person. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to impress this person so much. And this goes both ways. I would say it's like, I want to do, you know, be so impressive and all this stuff that like, it's like, if someone asks you like, do you even like the guy or the girl or whatever? And they're like, yeah, but like, they don't actually know. It's like, you know, put yourself in a frame of mind where it's like, you actually can form an opinion about this person. Like, did you know, like, how does this person make me feel? What version am I? Like, who do I become around this person? Do I like this version? Does it feel good? Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, yeah, people are so focused on how they're going to show up and the impression they're going to make that they're not really taking into yeah. consideration, like how they actually feel about the other person and whether it, there's compatibility or whatever it is. And people like need permission for fucking everything. Even people who are like, I don't like to be told what to do. It's like you do, just not in the direct way. <laughs> like it's the parameters. It's like you like to have clarity. Like I'm kind of like one of those people where it's like, I don't like being like, you know, told what to do in that direct way. But it's like, I like to actually know instructions and clarity. And what was I going to say? Do you have any like recommended rules for dating? So for example, some of mine are like when I'm doing online dating, like I said, like, I don't like, this isn't like a, I don't have like a time limit, right? Like, oh, we've been texting in the app for 48 hours out too long. Bye. Right. But I like to like quickly, if there's enough of a connection via text, let's get out of the app. And then I like to have a FaceTime pretty quickly after connecting with somebody. And I always FaceTime before meeting someone in person. Yeah, and I like I to I make like a plan to meet someone in person like within a week, right? Like, cause that's the whole point. Like, I don't want to be like pen pals or phone calls, FaceTime, like all of that. Right. Like I want to have in-person connection. No guy wants it. Every guy is like, that's, I think guys get the most upset about is like the not making plans. Yeah. Which is so surprising. That's to me. the thing that drives them that they're like, I don't, yeah. It's like, you know, converting from like an app to a plan. That is the thing yeah. that like, so just so you know, ladies, guys want to make yeah. plans. <laughs> they want to hang they out. They want to make promise. plans. My bills yes. would not have been paid for 10 years if that wasn't true. Yeah. So yeah, so I have my like FaceTime before I meet in person. If we've connected on an app, right? Like I want to make sure your photos are up to date. I want to make sure there's a connection beyond just texting, right? Like before 
either of us spends time and energy to meet in person, right? Let's feel things out with a quick little FaceTime. So that's one of my rules. And then I always drive myself on a first date. Like as much as I love to be picked up, I love the man to like be in his like masculine power and all of that. And like spoil me and everything. I'm like, nope, I drive myself on first dates because you're a stranger that I've never met in person, right? Like people are crazy out there. So drive myself first dates, no matter what public place, never a first date at somebody's house or anything like that. Absolutely not. Those are kind of my, like my quick rules with online dating. Do you have any, like any recommended rules when it comes to like dating and whether it's like in-person connections or meeting somebody online, like anything like that? So this is something that I did, wasn't doing intentionally, like, cause I'm a very dopamine fun driven person. So this like started naturally, but like in hindsight or now I'm aware of like, it's actually a really good rule. So I'm going to share it. <laughs> and it's just like, don't like go on a date that doesn't feel fun. Like if it doesn't feel yes. energizing, just don't do it. Yes. It's actually scientifically proven. There's a thing called the Rosenthal effect, which is like your beliefs and expectations you have about others and also yourself, even though that's not part of the study, but it's true determine their behavior and the outcome so it's like you know if you're like this is gonna fucking suck yeah it probably will exactly it's like you've already predicted the future so if you don't quite know why like just try and like and also with using the apps like if you notice oh like after a certain amount of time i start to get really like resentful or whatever it is like just figure out like what your organism needs to feel good and actually respect that Yes. I canceled a first date with a man. There were like a number of things that were a little off and stuff, but like, actually no, like, yeah, canceled it because it started, it felt like it was going to be like going through, like following through on the date. And like, we had good FaceTimes, some good phone calls, all of that, like good enough connection. And I was like, yeah, let's meet in person sort of thing. Let's have a date. And then as it got closer to actually going on the date, it felt like I felt like I was like, had to do it. Like it almost felt like a work, like obligation sort of thing. And I was like, Ooh, no. And then even kind of more recently went on a second date with a man and noticed, like, I was like, Oh, I'm curious about this. Like it wasn't a hell yes, but like, it's a second date, right? We're still getting to know each other, all of that. And what was that? I just, that's a super good point. It takes time to know somebody, honestly. Yeah. But I noticed that even as I was getting ready for that date, my energy was low. I was feeling kind of tired. I was like already like, mm, how late do I want to stay out tonight? Like that kind of stuff where I was like, Oh, and then because I was also like, you know, I'm in like very new stages of dating right now. Like I'm not, I haven't been seeing anybody for that long right now. It was like fresh new connections. And I was like, Oh, compare how I was feeling to get ready to go on a date with that man to how I was feeling when I was getting ready to go on a date with this man And my energy was so different and activated, energized, all of that didn't care. Like, oh, if we stay out late, okay, great. That means we're having a good time. Whereas the other man, I was like, like, I almost felt tired as I was getting ready for it. Some people like create more energy. Some people are vampires and suck it out of you. Yeah. And not that this man was like the one that I felt more just like low energy about. It wasn't like good man, all of that. But I'm like, oh no, I just don't think we're necessarily a match. Right. Yeah. So yeah, paying attention to your energy. If you don't feel excited about it and there's that difference of like the, we talked a little bit before we hit record that like chaotic kind of like intense yeah. wild chemistry right out of the gate, kind of a red flag, right? Right. And like, there's kind of, there's a difference between like energy and you're in the moment 
immediate feelings, which is a weird distinction, but like I've learned the hard way that sometimes, you know, you can feel like the most extreme one way and then the other in like five minutes later kind of thing on, you know, it's not like it's a lie or something. It's like, you did feel that way, but learning to like, understand like your patterns of doing that and like what's actually healthy and like trying to get to a neutral place to really like make a decision. It's almost like, I don't know, like investing. It's like, don't like panic buy or sell Bitcoin, right? It's like, do it with like thought, you know, like it's like that. Yes. It's like, you want to understand how your particular organism functions and like its nervous system and like how it responds to things and like what stuff might, you know, like how this type of feeling, even if it's a good one, like it's not that it's not true, but it is it useful for like the question of, is this the right person in this way? Like it's about yeah. thinking about like the long term and like trying to figure out how you actually can understand things about yourself and for you based and like, does that make sense? Yeah, I agree with that because while I do absolutely think that our feelings, emotions, that energetic reaction we have is important to pay attention to. Sometimes it's important to pay attention to because it's activating like wounded, toxic Mm -hmm. energy. And sometimes it's important to pay attention to because it's activating, like showing you the direction to go in of like, yes. Right. And so it's like, okay, does it feel grounded? Right. Because for me, I used to with like the men that I would not only attract a lot, but also the men that I would be activated by and I would find appealing were not healthy options. Like a lot of narcissism in my dating past, like with the men I would attract. And I used to think that if there wasn't that really intense chemistry on date one, that it was a no. I was like, no, like I am so used to having fucking insane, like, delicious right. with chemistry. Me, like yeah like insane chemistry to me about this the other day this topic like on date one and if not no because I can find that so easily right like I was like oh I can find that like natural intense like super fucking like powerful energetic connection so easily that if it's not there nope and then started to realize oh wait a second a lot of that was those didn't result in long-term healthy relationships a lot of the time, right. Or most of the time. And then realizing, no, actually that's activating like wounded shit in me and stuff that shouldn't like that should not be the indicator, right. Yes. Yes. To chemistry. Yes. To some like butterflies and stuff like that, but the like chaotic whirlwind energy, like like, a frantic obsession, like, yeah, that like almost addictive, like fucking it's you know, an emotional crack. addiction and like yeah there's kind of a spectrum of like there's the people like I would say some like we're on the one end where it's like we're like people are obsessed with us like you know like our shadow like past stuff you know and like used to that and then there's people who will like date people who don't like them at all and then so it's about you know like that's their pattern of like what they're used to what's you know normal due to their traumas and stuff and and so like on the obsession side it's about like it seems like it's sort of you know like that's the only way for me to know it's true or something like that. Yeah. If someone's not obsessed with me to the point like where like, could, right. I'm an addiction for them, then they're not that into me. Right. If yeah. I don't feel chaotically like fucking need this person, then, oh, they must not be. Like it, we're all right? just chasing like chemicals in our body. It's like, don't exactly. need <laughs> like all these things. And it's like, when you understand that and you're like, okay, <laughs> like sometimes a healthy relationship at first, it might feel a little boring at first. Yes. Because there's no, the roller coaster. Yeah. Or no, yeah. No big ups and downs, that sort of thing, or no big like ups. Right. 
But yeah, so like my kind of question with that or my thing is like, okay, nothing wrong with having excitement, butterflies, like fun, excited energy about somebody and nothing wrong with having that early either. But again, like knowing yourself, knowing where that's coming from, all of that, like paying attention to it, but then knowing, okay, when I'm not feeling that like big dopamine serotonin rush, right. That like addiction, butterfly, whatever energy, when I'm not feeling like that, do I still feel good about my connection with this person? Do I still like think that they're a good match? Like regardless of if there's thrill, like, cause are people, you know, like there's like some hum- six human needs and like certainty and uncertainty are two of them. And like each person has a different amount of how much they need of all of them, but it's like, you can still have the uncertainty and the thrill and stuff, but it, not the kind that it comes from vague open loops and lack of clarity and like anything that makes you like feel less safe in the world mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. You want to find people that like, even if they're wild and like, you know, whatnot, like it's like in a way that to your nervous system is, well, it depends on, I guess, to your healthy <laughs> your nervous system is grounded and safe feeling. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess I could go either way, but yeah, like it's really important to ask yourself that like, is this person like, do I have to worry about this person? If, you know, like, are they, do they seem to do what they say they're going to do? Or like, do I have to worry? Like if they said they're going to call me on Tuesday, like, do they do it kind of thing? Yeah. Yes. Which I think this actually leads into, I would love to talk a little bit about attachment styles in dating, because I know you and I have talked about this, like with some of like my past dating situations, but you, I believe, right. Used to be very avoidant attachment. Right. And so you very much know what that style is like, but you have done the work to heal that. So love for never you to over, like, but like largely, yes. It's at least yeah, like, yeah. yeah, sure. And I would agree. Like I tend to be secure attachment and under stress, or when I'm dating a man who is or involved in with a man who is not clear, right? And leaving open loops, right? That will absolutely activate my anxious attachment. So yeah, so I would love to hear like. One, how avoidant and anxious show up in dating? Like, what are those kind of signs to look for mm-hmm. for people? Because some people listening may not even know, like, oh, wait, I don't, what yeah. is, what fucking even is this? Okay. So, how do I, anxious and avoidant show up in dating? Love it. And we can like go back and forth. Like, it's not like if you're one or the other, you don't have experience the other, other right. one. So, avoidant is the general kind of thing, is they tend to feel smothered, trapped. Like they have no space, like they can't do anything. Like they're being, you know, like monitored or like, like something like that where like, or if they like want to go out with their friends, like I want to go out with my friends tonight. And like, it doesn't, you know, they're like, oh, like, please like, let me escape. Or like, you know, the anxious one would be like, well, are you trying to cheat on me? Or like something like that. Yeah. So it's like anxious person's like, this person doesn't love me. That's why. Well, why do you not want to hang out with me? And then the avoidant person's yeah. like, you are holding me hostage. <laughs> like, yeah. So like avoidant. I believe, right. Or seems to be motivated by freedom, right? Like freedom and autonomy and independence. Whereas anxious is that like fear of loss and like codependency and stuff. Yeah. And there's two types of avoidance. There's fearful avoidance. I was the fearful kind where it's like, this person's trapping me. And then there's the other kind that's, that's like, basically has a childhood kind of that where they had to completely be independent in a way where they like couldn't rely on other people to the point that like when they grow up, they like just don't trust anyone but themselves to like help them. Where I was like more like helicopter, I was like constantly like this. So it's like, you know, like the smothering. So there's two types 
of people so of avoidance and then anxious yeah it comes from like you know like abandonment or like stuff like that and needing to and feeling like if this person isn't like in their face that they must hate them that's like the general but it gets a lot more complicated than that like and in texting like texting brings up a lot of anxious attachment styles in everybody honestly like if you like someone and they're not like answering it's to like clarify what is an open loop just so in case no one knows what an open loop is it's like you know if you read a really good sales page and it's like I made two million dollars from like this pen and you're like how did that happen and then you read the whole thing and like but first let me tell you a story about something else and then they go to tell you the sales page and then at the end they close the loop and tell you how that happened right and then you buy the product that's like open loops are used in marketing all the time to get people it's like a hook but when it comes to dating like in texting if there's not like an understanding of how to communicate in texts and other kinds of communication that's like we create stories that fill in these gaps when we yes. lack information yes. and when they tend to be like the worst things ever it tends to be like oh they like hate me they forgot like they're doing this horrible whatever you know like all the worst nightmares in the world right and so this is actually something i see like men and women have a lot they like they have these like stories they're creating because this open loop and i'm like did you ever fucking ask the person like it's like what is the information you're lacking it comes from a lack of information it's like can you just ask <laughs> and then yeah. they're like oh okay yeah so if you really if someone's driving you that crazy just fucking ask and people respect that like that's the thing like people need to be like trained how to behave it's like we're like pets our subconscious mind is like a pet and if you know that you need to have this kind of communication you might need to train the person. Like some things are trainable and some things aren't. Like communication in that way is trainable if the person wants it. And then they'll probably like it too. It's like, they might not have even known it was a possibility. It's like, you're opening a whole new world to them that you can communicate in this like direct manner, right? But other things like um, like narcissism is not untrainable, right? Yep. It's like no. there's certain, so like knowing like, is the thing that drives me crazy about this person something that like, is something that can actually be like worked on or is this like a thing that is not who they are and they either need to yeah accept it or move on right so yeah so what would some of those like whether it's for an avoidant or an anxious person like what how do they like communicate their needs like what are effective ways of both of them communicating their needs with somebody that they're dating right yeah so a lot of people can be kind of afraid to do that so like to just speak really directly and like it's definitely a muscle that needs to be built but once you do it a few times you'll see that it like gets really good results but like saying something like hey uh, there's something like vulnerable i want to share with you like is it okay like to like ask permission first because when someone gives consent it's then you'll feel better doing it so instead of just doing you know saying like the hard thing like you know just like tell them like you know there's something i really want to share like and like give, you know, parameters, like if you really want to talk about something vulnerable, like, hey, do you have like an hour to carve out, like give people so that you can actually have the space you need to do it. Yeah. Like an avoidant way to do this would be like, if you have something that's on your mind, it's been bothering you and you've have all these stories that you've created in the open loops. And then like, right as the person's like running out the door late to something, you like dump it on them. That's avoidant. Where it's like, let me just like, yeah, because, oh, we aren't going to have the chance to talk about this because you're leaving. So here, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. So it's like, I can actually like deal with it. Right. So it's like, yeah. you want to find, you need to figure out like, what does my organism need to, or like my pet, like literally need to feel safe to do this. Like, how do I create safety for myself in saying this thing and actually like do it. Yeah. Like take it really seriously. Like start to see yourself from like an observer perspective of like this creature 
needs yeah. this thing in order for this to happen. I need to actually respect that and like register myself as a real person, just like everyone else. Like sometimes right. we like an avoidant thing is like, and then anxious thing too. It's like, sometimes it's almost like we act like we're sim characters living in the real world with other humans. And we forget that we're an actual person and like our needs be met. And we like betray ourselves because it doesn't register to us. Like, oh, we should take care of ourselves because yeah. we're real, <laughs> you know, like, and we deserve it. Stuff. It's like to actually like listen to your body and what it needs. Even if it's like, sometimes it might be a little bit, you know, if you've had a lot of trauma, you might be like, need a lot of things. Yeah. But to make it like digestible to the other person too. So it's like strategy. So this is the need. Like, how can I deliver this to somebody in a way that they can actually help me? So that's right. Sometimes we make it impossible for people to help us. It's like, this is so common. It's like, I can't even, I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because you like give people info. The, give Make people the tools to be successful. Yeah. Which is like a theme of our, this conversation, right? People want to be good. We want to do a good job. <laughs> yes. And especially men, right? I know we're talking about men and women, but especially men, given men are typically wired more for purpose, achievement, that yeah, kind like, of stuff. The thing, men, if you like tell a guy like stuff that you love and you like compliment him on it and you like tell him how hot he is and he's doing it or like, if you give a guy a compliment, he'll remember it for 10 years. It's like, we get compliments all the time. Like, yeah. Diamond doesn't, right? Like, yeah, guys like compliments. compliments like, they like it. They never express appreciation. Like, I think that's actually a big thing that women could work on is like the feeling comfortable expressing their appreciation and like noticing things that guys do. Because the thing is, if you want to train the pet and actually get more of the things you like, just if you tell them and you make it sexy or like show how happy you are, they're going to fucking do it a million times. Yes. Like that's the thing that they don't get. A thousand percent. And men listening to this, we're not calling you pets or anything like that. Right. I'm like, saying the subconscious no, 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 no. I'm just, yes. yes. <laughs> we're not. Yeah. A thousand percent agree with you. And I think men and women for the most part, like a lot don't know how to communicate with each other because men and women communicate differently, right? We communicate differently. And so Exactly. Like men want to do good. They want to like, yeah, get that like little treat for whatever it is, like for doing a good job. A lot of people and treat so, more than you punish. It's like rewards, not punishments, you know? Exactly. Because I like, especially if you're a more assertive female, you might have used to being in that like punisher role. Yes. Right? Like the momming energy. No, 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 no. The nagging momming energy is not the way to get what you want from men. The way to get what you want from men, and this isn't manipulation either, right? It's how men fucking hear and comprehend information and how they communicate and how as a woman you can communicate with them more effectively is exactly what you said. Like, Hey, when you do this, I love it so much. Like when you said that to me, when you did this for me, whatever it was, like, I felt so good. Like, I really loved that. Thank you so much for doing that. And then you're going to feel good again. You get to relive the good feelings. It's like, good acting is not actually acting. If, if someone's a bad actor, you know it because it, you can tell they're acting, right? Like, and so it's about like stepping into sort of a role of like, this is hot, but then it becomes hot and then it just becomes natural. It's not like a fake thing to do, but it's like, it's almost like putting on a, not a show, but like a little bit in a sense, but then it becomes like your default and your body is like, Oh, like I get to be turned on when this happens. It's like, you can train yourself. And like, so just in case somebody doesn't know what the subconscious mind is versus the conscious mind, like quickly 
So it's like, you know, the conscious mind is the one that's like, I need to make my to-do list today. And like, you're like actively doing this. It's like the subconscious mind, which runs like 95% of her thoughts goes off in the background. And it basically just takes orders and commands and doesn't have an opinion about them. It just, whatever it happens to be. So if you're running on like your childhood or traumatized belief system, it'll just continue to sabotage you over and over and over again, because it doesn't care what the command is, just does it. So that's what I mean by the pet. It's like, if you see it as a pet and you're like, okay, I need to train this pet to have a good relationship with me and like within myself so that when I don't, when I go out for the day, it doesn't shit on the couch. Yeah. Right. And like teach yourself like how you want it to behave because it does all this stuff without you actively consenting to it. And actually I think I, this was on TikTok or something, but someone was comparing men and women and saying like, men are like dogs, women are like cats. When you think about them that way and how you treat them and deal with them like that it kind of like makes a bit more sense with communicating like even though like you know with dogs sure you can train a dog through like punishment and stuff like that and at times yeah that's effective whatever but what's more effective in training a dog is positive reinforcement right like depends on the experience you want which is because at the end of the day you know we're all addicted to feelings here we're all just chasing feelings here like you know that's why people get addicted to drugs it's not the drug it's the feeling of the drug it's like we all want good feelings all the time and like to generate that, you need to think like, what is the method to create this? And also the actual action I want. And that's what being yeah. intentional is like the, the intention behind the action is like the why you're doing it, which creates the energy of why you're doing like of what's happening. Yes. So it's like, you know, if I like robbed a bank because my like family was starving and that was the only thing I could do for some reason versus like, if I was trying to like steal money to like get rich and like you know, that's a different energy. It doesn't mean the action wasn't like great either way, but it's like a different experience. And that's yes. what really matters. You know what I'm saying? So like the difference of like, and same thing, what you're saying, like, sure, you can train your dog to do X, Y, Z through like punishing it, but then it's going to be scared of you. Right. Just like if you're dating a man and there's things that you want that you're not getting and you're like, oh, I could say, how come you never take me on dates? You never take me out. Like that's so annoying. Like I really just wish you would take me out on a date. Okay. He might then take you on a date because of that. But like, is that really like, because he really wanted to, or because he was, didn't want to make you mad or because he was scared or because you nagged him. Right. And the dates are only going to happen. This person are going to be doing it out of fear. Exactly. It's like a, Oh no, if I don't do this, she's going to get mad. Yes. And how different is it to be like, Hey, remember that last date that we had? Like, I know we've both been busy, but like, that was so much fun. I would love to do something like where we can just connect and da, 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 da. Like, what do you think? Right. Like that feels so different. And likely like if you're in a relationship with somebody who wants to make you happy, like a healthy relationship, right? Like that's probably still, again, going to get the same outcome going on the date but the energy and the experience of it is going to be so freaking different it actually matters. And that's like the whole manifesting thing. It's like, you know, getting the feeling before you even have it in the physical world. It's like, that's the whole kind of, you know, when you hear about that stuff, it's like, cause what we really care about, whether you're the most logical person in the world or not is honestly your felt experience. Mm-hmm. And like, it's about taking control of the frame. And what I mean by that is like deciding, like, how do I want this situation to go? And it's almost like, your subconscious mind is like the sub and your conscious mind is like the dom. And it's like, <laughs> it's like that sounds weird, but it's like, it's okay. It's like, you know, it's sometimes like, like, it's like, about like, how do I want the situation to go for me? So, so that this like organism I have with like all this masculine and feminine energy inside of me happening and dom is up and all this stuff. Like, how do I 
take control of this situation so that I have a good experience? Does it require me to express myself and say that was like a really hot thing that he did so that I can have it again and then we can both have fun again? Because maybe he doesn't know because I never told him. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like taking the lead in a different way than like what people usually talk about. It's about yes. thinking like, what is the situation I want to be in? How do I create that? Yeah. And something I wanted to, speaking of, because we talked about closed loops and this is kind of in my brain with the avoidant and anxious attachment stuff. It's like, if you know that you're avoidant, if you know that you're anxious, whatever, right. How to communicate again to get your needs met. Like you were said, it's like, all right, if you're avoidant, you can say like, Hey, when I don't respond to you, like immediately just know that I'm either busy or something else, but I'm committed to getting back to you, like within the same day, just want you to know, like sometimes. Yeah. It's like giving people, telling people like, I'll get back to you at a certain time. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm really busy. Like I'll message you at like on Friday and then I actually like set a reminder. Yeah. I make sure to always check my texts at this time. So if you haven't heard from me, I don't want you to stress out because I'm not ignoring you. Right. To reassure. And similarly with the anxious, it's like people, they'll freak out and even avoiding people do. Exactly. And if you're anxious, right. And you need a bit more reassurance. Reassurance is is super important for anxious. attachment. Dating someone with an anxious attachment style, give them more reassurance than you think makes sense. Like no joke. Yeah. And if you're the anxious one, like, yeah, ask for what you need. Be like, Hey, I get a lot of like, you can say like, Hey, I trust you. And like, I really love what we have. And like, sometimes when I don't hear from you all day, like I get anxious and I know that I don't really have a reason to, it's just kind of like where I'm at and how I'm wired and I'm working on it, but I would love it. If like, it makes me feel so good to get like a good night text from you. Right. Like something like that simple, like that will help like calm that anxiety while you're of course working on it. But like, again, that saves you from so much fucking stress. And if the person cares about you and cares about you feeling good, then like what sending a little text to reassure you, not that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. And like, the thing is when you do give people this clarity and like the, telling them what they need to know to succeed, they might not. And I think that sometimes is the fear and like that's, and you need to just, yeah. it's just like, yeah, sometimes people are not in alignment and they're not going to do the thing and might not be the right thing for you. You know, like not everyone can meet your needs and sometimes that's hard. Yeah. And if you've stated, right, things that you need, what your needs are, your boundaries, all of that, what makes you feel good. And you've, you know, reiterated it and the person still doesn't show up for you in that way. And you don't like feel like you're being super unreasonable or anything. And you've asked like, Hey, I've asked about this a couple of times. Like, I would really love that. Is there something, some reason why that doesn't work for you or anything? And if they're just like, Oh yeah, no, I just don't think it's important or whatever. Right. Okay. Bye. You know, either decide like, Oh, can I adapt to that and be okay with that? Or do I find someone else who is willing to like compliment my needs a bit better? And then also to meet the other person's needs, like as well, it's like, I guess. Thing I feel a lot in both parties is that we get so like wrapped up in our own like all of this stuff and then it's like well this is also a person <laughs> like yeah his own pet or her own pet <laughs> exactly right? like- and so like keeping in mind too like oh I've got my needs and I can make my request and then also like being like hey like is there anything that you need from me like can I be showing up in a way that makes you feel better that makes you feel more confident in our connection like is there anything you need from me or that I could do differently to show up even better for you 
Yeah. Right? Like learning like love language, just like getting, yeah. It's almost like the instruction manual for how to operate this human. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and sometimes people don't really know how to answer these questions. And so learning how to ask good questions is like, actually, like I'd say the most important Ooh. skill, like more than like yes. how to flirt. I'm not even joking. Like, fuck that. Learn how to ask good questions. Okay. It's like, because sometimes people are like, you know, if you give them like, you know, if I'm like a teacher and I'm like, write an essay on anything you want and turn it in sometime, you're going to be like, what the fuck do I do? It's like, it's hundred percent. You're like, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to give you any, you know, parameters. Right. Exactly. So it's like learning to, you know, if someone's having like feeling confused or they like don't know how to communicate, like there's ways to talk to them that make it easier, like giving them options. Like, do you like this or this, or do you prefer this? And like, you know, why? And like, just like making it a little more gentle, like offering options instead of like a direct, like, is this like, tell me what you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Examples, this or that. Yes, for sure. All right, everybody. I think we're going to go ahead and stop things here for today. Tess and I covered so much that we decided to split this episode into two different parts. So stay tuned for part two. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.